Hello, Kristen here. Before we get into this episode, I wanted to tell you that the antidote is a thing that's happening. It's a series of monthly gatherings that will help you return to your body and your being over and over again in the face of, you know, 2024, election insanity, climate change, global wars, your own personal stuff, other stuff. It's crazy out there. And it's easy to abandon yourself and freak out. The antidote is for bringing you home to yourself so that you can be safe in your being even when the world outside of you feels objectively unsafe. And because everybody's marketing at you and there's no reason for you to believe me, you can head to jointheantidote.com to grab a free recording of the first session that happened this week so you can feel it instead of thinking about it to see if it's a good match for you. That is jointheantidote.com. Scroll all the way down and you will see a place to pop your email address in and grab the recording. Confession. The more of these podcasts I do, the more I want to do, which is a strange thing. Um that for a lot of years, for whatever reason, I don't know why, I uh, I framed my mission here on planet Earth as being useful and that if I wasn't being useful for the most part, um, speaking publicly and particularly with regards to my work, I just wouldn't speak. And... Um, as I've loosened that ideal, I have gotten the most gorgeous and profound and layered and earnest notes in my inbox and via text um, I've ever gotten because I'm not being useful with regards to make more money. I am leaving that to people that are obsessed with money at this point. Like, there are many, 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 many people who will help you reach your 8 to 10 to 12 figure dreams. (laughs) I do not, because I do not wish to be a billionaire, I cannot help you become one. I don't give a fuck. Um, And realizing that uh, has been super helpful that uh, my work is useful in that you have there are some things that just happen in capitalism and with regards to marketing and learning how those things work is crucial and vital to running a business and once you know the rules go break them that's that's the goal So if some part of you is an introvert that wants to know how to market your work, fantastic. Introverts at work is at kristenkelp.com slash shop. If you're like, this running a business thing is way fucking harder than just ones and zeros and bank accounts. And why? Why is my soul affected by this? After you've been doing it for a couple of years, calling to the deep is at kristenkelp.com slash shop. If some part of you just needs to be fed by poetry and is not particularly concerned with numbers and data and hustle at this point. God bless you. Thank you. I love you. KristenKelp.com.shop. All the selves I used to be. And I'm finding that in this particular phase of life, phase of pandemic slash endemic, hopefully we are 
beginning that transition as a globe from one to the other, I am finding that if we follow whatever it is that lights our soul up rather than what we should want, things get a lot better and they get easier. And my poetry is not useful in the sense that it will naturally lead for you to just earn six figures more than you earned last year, which I would have judged and have judged for a number of years, right? But poetry can touch your soul so quickly. And when your soul is touched, you remember that A, your soul is alive and B, you're not alone. You are not the only human on this earth with a soul that hurts, that is rejected, that struggles, that is painful. You are not the only soul on this earth that is going through a trauma. The pandemic is a trauma for every soul on this planet, whether they know it or not. The number of times that I have made faces at babies and they don't know what to do back. They are not delighted like they were in the before because they just like faces were the big reveal. The bottom halves of faces like babies right now are like, oh, man, I've been seeing faces for a whole month. And it's a 10-month-old baby. They should have been seeing faces the whole time, you know? But they they haven't. They have been traumatized. And they don't know that it's happening. It's happened to all of us. So it's strange to tell you in real time that I feel my role shifting. And part of that role is just to be as human as Elon Musk is robotic and to fight for and advocate for the human, the truly human, the parts of us that are messy, the parts of us that are emotion, the parts of us that are intuition, the parts of us that are body-based and breath-based and heart-based and everything except mind-based because that's where I got stuck in the first half of life. My mind is the most important thing about me. It's not. It's not, though. So I want to come to you from the unuseful standpoint, the not bulleted and and subtext and curriculumed standpoint, the not above you or knows more than you standpoint, the not, oh my God, you have so much to learn from me. You're so lucky to be here standpoint, because I've done this thing and let me show you how to do this thing. I want to, in the second half of my life, because... I mean, having a having the pandemic be like right where my midlife crisis should be, right? <laughs> it's actually very convenient. Like normally you just, I don't know, I probably would have purchased, I don't know, I would have, I don't know what I would have done. Probably like taken off of work and gone to somewhere for three months to just be on a beach and hang out would have been my midlife crisis. But now it's like, oh no, the whole world broke for my midlife crisis. That's a good time. It's still breaking. And in the face of that brokenness, do you want to change anything about your life? Kelp? Do you? Let's do it. That sense of the clock is ticking is very, very real for me and continues to be more real. And also that sense of teaching people how to capitalism is not my primary role. I can be amazing at it and with it, especially with a select few group of people. My God, I can help you capitalism and I can help you do it in a way that doesn't kill your soul. Because if you just go 100% capitalism with no regard for soul, bad, bad, bad things happen. And that's where... um, 
that's where the concept of a South Star can be helpful. That's Rob Bell's concept. We have North Stars. We have people that we're aiming to be, aiming to be like, people that we just idolize and respect. And my God, they're amazing. That's a North Star. South Star is the exact opposite. I don't want to be like that person for any reason. If I am calibrated to be exactly the opposite of that person and or that person's actions, if you don't want to demonize a person, I am in the right direction. And for me, Elon Musk... I was like, why do I hate Elon Musk so much? Oh my God, because he does not give a fuck about humanity itself. He does not, period. I want to be every bit as human and abundant in humanity and abundant in emotion, in feeling, in tenderness. I want to have a heart as big as Elon Musk's bank account. That's the North Star. I don't have $27 billion worth of heart points. (laughs) That is worth aiming for. Um, Here are things I don't want to tell you, and the rule is I have to tell you, right? If this is your first time, welcome. Hi, this is me. I'm Kristen Kelp, and I stopped being useful a few weeks ago. I don't know if I'm going to go back to it. Maybe, probably, eventually. But at this moment, I'm playing with just let me connect with you human to human. And then I'll just mention these things that I'm good at in these places that I can be useful to you. But I want you to just feel me human to human. So one of the things I have to do today. God, I don't want to talk about this. I have to uh, forgive my slowness here. I want you to be able to understand what I'm saying. Um, I have to go because I promised my therapist that I'm good at homework. Talk uh, with Bear about um, his health. Is there anything that he is hiding? Does he have any desires? What would the line be for when uh, a terminal illness uh, becomes assisted suicide? What is his line? What are his expectations? What is too far? What is enough? How do we tell others? Uh, When do we activate the support network of needing additional help? Uh, whether that's friends, whether that's community care, whether that's hospice, whether that's a facility. Is a facility on the table? Or if it's bad enough that he needs to be in a full-time facility, that, that we, we, we call it. And that's heavy, so shake that off. That's not yours to carry. You don't have to. <laughs> you don't have to carry about that and you don't have to take care of me in that. I'm okay. It's going to be difficult and it's going to be, I'm going to time it. It's going to be up to an hour and that's it. Because the truth is the rest of it's not here yet. Whatever is coming, it's still a dormant, inoperable brain tumor. Dormant being the key word. Still scary, still horrifying, but not here yet. Because on the other side of that, 
the conversation that gets to open is, my God, what do you want to do while you're still here, while you're still healthy, while we have time together in which we are both active, healthy adults with the ability to make decisions and generate desires. And to be clear, I'm telling you about him and us, and I'm opening up this portion of my life and our life together because because I want you to do the same with your life and your desires. I want you to be just as honest as you can be about both what is going on in your life and what you would like to generate in your life and to do those things in the absence of shame would be the goal. That I have seen the ways that shame has tried to creep up in me. Oh my God, you shouldn't be wasting these people's time talking to them. You should be useful right now. And that's a very narrow definition of useful. That useful is not feeling connected to a human, feeling their heart, feeling their emotions, feeling their struggles, witnessing them, being witnessed. Now that's not useful. Useful is only bullet points in curriculum. Fascinating. It's a fascinating thing to unlearn. And I'm sharing this as well because my sense is that the more honest and open I can be, there is something here about sort of ultimate usefulness, which is just feeling less alone. I want you to feel less alone when you listen. And I want you to feel freed to do whatever it is that your work requires of you in the world. And I want you to be free to do that without shame. God bless the person who tries to shame me for going on trips with Bear. Because that's what he wants to do with his remaining time on earth. God bless them. They will not succeed in shaming me. And the other shames that crop up, the shames about um, how, how hard I took pandemic. Um, there's shame there. Why am I telling you my shame? Christ, this is impossible. Um, shame about how Portland was like a a battalion of failures showed up and beat me up. <laughs> Just like, <laughs> my God, the level of like money and time and energy and effort and dreaming and exploration and fruitfulness that just got cut off at the knees. Just, yeah, I got chopped the fuck down. There's a little, somebody, like, imagine somebody with a little axe. The pandemic was just, like, chopping me at the knees with an axe. So much didn't work out. And I have shame that so much didn't work out. But also, like, I mean, at least it was obvious that it wasn't working. It wasn't like, well, this is 90% effective and 10% shitty. It was like, this is 95% shitty. And the 5% that isn't shitty is disappearing. As pandemic goes on. And then there's always, maybe not there's always for you. For me, there is always a lingering after effect of I dreamed really, 
really ridiculously large. Like we're going to move thousands of miles away and have the best life on the face of the planet. And that didn't work. And that didn't work in any capacity. Any. (laughs) I have never failed so extraordinarily and magnificently. I have never failed to the tune of that much money. I have never failed to the tune of losing uh, relationships and relationship uh, intimacy in the way that I did, uh, particularly with my friends during pandemic. I've just never failed that hard. And after a, a period of failure, it's hard to open and trust and be willing to try again, again. Um, so I'm just telling you, I'm, but because part of what shame cannot survive is being held well and just being told and then held well. And I'm assuming that you're not out there judging me like, oh, wow, you moved to Portland and, uh, you like bear got tear gassed and the proud boys showed up. And there were federal fucking agents throwing people into vans, which bear witness with his own eyes multiple times. And you were in international news for the level of protests and insanity that were going on while you were in a new city where you didn't know the the grocery stores experiencing lockdown with no friends for a period of eight months. I really, really like, even if you're an asshole and you're listening Oh, while you had long COVID and you were the breadwinner, because guess what? There was no call for DJs during lockdown. Oddly enough, that was legally forbidden for Bear to earn money in the way that he typically earns money. I really, really doubt that a person listening is like, ah, well, you fucking just should have, if you had just tried harder, if you had just had more ducks in a row, if you had just, there's no, if you had just shit happens and so the parts of you that are in shame that are contracted that are focused on your failure that have just failed and are afraid to try again that are deeply underground and hiding and just terrified at this moment of course If I could speak to those parts of you, if I could offer a balm for your failure, it happens. And to be clear, if you've been raised or uh, socialized as female, it happened and it's not your fault. Because so much of the insidiousness of being female is if something bad happens to you, it's your fault. And if something bad happens to a male, like, well, systems conspired against them. But if something bad happens to a female, you brought it upon yourself. And nowhere is this more evident than in rape culture, where I was raped. Well, what what were you wearing? What time were you out? Which neighborhood were you in? No, motherfuckers. No. It's not your fault. So I especially want to speak to the shame that is not your fault. 
that you were prepared for A and then lockdown happened and you got chopped down at the knees or the borders closed and you got chopped down at the knees and previously you were you were travel or your job was legally forbidden like in the case of a DJ, you're not allowed to make people gather for a period of time. Or you were, in the case of doulas uh, or midwives, you were not allowed to enter hospitals anymore. Sorry. That has nothing to do with you. You did not do anything wrong. Shit has happened. Shit is happening. That is not your fault and never will be. You simply have to respond And the shame that is eating you alive that says this is your fault, you should be doing better, you should have foreseen this, you should be working harder, you shouldn't have lost that money, you should have had plan, you should have had 17 backup plans instead of only 15, you fucking loser or whatever your brain says about you. Can we put those down? Because shame is the least interesting part of you. I will just keep coming back to this. You can be super annoyed with me. Shame is the least interesting part of your, of your being. Not that it's not important. Not that it doesn't exist. Not that you don't have a right to feel it. But it is the least important part of you. It's the least interesting part of you. Because shame can be released by simply being witnessed and held well. We don't have to change anything. We don't have to do anything. So you have shame that you have failed around blah. Okay. 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 You have shame that you have held on to this belief that you should be blah. Now the keyword there is should, which means it came from society or from someone else. You learned that somewhere. There's Because babies don't come out thinking, look, I should be crying for only three minutes a day instead of seven or whatever it is. No, should is learned and it's conditioned. So my sense of I should be useful and this isn't useful, shame would silence me. But the game we're playing is we don't have to silence ourselves anymore. And the gift of pandemic is, my God, I'm tired of being quiet about this. My God, I'm tired of watching people be canceled for X, Y, and Z. My God, I'm sick of not speaking up about this. My God, I'm I'm sick of sitting home alone with my feelings. When I know that when I share my innermost thoughts and feelings through through poetry, individually, one-on-one, through coaching, through small groups, through breath work, wherever it is that I do it, it feeds, tends, and heals the people that I am with. Nadia Bolsweber calls it, fuck it, I'll go first leadership. And at some level, this is fuck it, I'll go first leadership. Because it isn't bullet point useful blog post content. P.S. I fucking hate the word content. People used to compliment my books, my podcasts, my programs, my classes. And now I just get, I love your content. Fuck no. I do not collaborate with people who love my content. Fuck no. That was just an aside. These parts of us that are deep in shame are somehow also connected to our worthiness. That when I talk with people about, do you want to do this thing? Let's say, for example, total hypothetical here. Let's say that there are 24 spaces in the gathering and I send out 24 emails that say, I have envisioned the gathering with my perfect 24 people. 
you're in it. Here's and here's here's an invitation. What I have gotten back is a lot of uh, excuses and the the sense of it underneath the excuse or the reason that now isn't the right time to do this because generally asshole brain can provide that instantaneously. I'm going to give you a free trip to Italy next week. Oh my God. Tell me why you can't tell me why you can't because of course you can't because that's what asshole brain does. Especially if it's like, if it's good, if you actually need it, if it's actually an answer to fucking prayer in some level and then brain is like, nah, yeah, but I got to babysit on Tuesday. Could you call anybody else on the fucking face of the planet to babysit on Tuesday so you can take the free trip to Italy? Mm, I don't want to bother anybody. There's a deep, so the undercurrent, so there are words that are coming at me as reasons, and I will accept those reasons, but I want to talk about there's an undercurrent here, regardless of whether the gathering is interesting to you, but I hope it is, of un worthiness that who am I to take up this much space in my own life particularly if it's not going to lead to something that promises that I'll make six or seven figures afterward which is the brilliance of concepts that are all about becoming a seven-figure human because they can keep you striving to become a seven-figure human for a long period of time putting more and more and more money toward the systems that allege that they will bring you the seven figures and somehow that's, a, that's not a question. Everyone, okay, let's just buy that thing. Let's do that. But if it is simply a matter of tending to the matters of your soul, your aliveness, your stability, your ability to show up for yourself, for the world, for your partner, partners, child, children, animal, animals, friends, colleagues, coworkers, organizations, businesses that you run, if that is what we're doing then all of a sudden it's, uh, and for me, that's a question of worthiness. Are you worthy of taking up this much space, taking up this much time, taking up this much energy, taking this much money and using it toward the tending of your own soul? And the answer is, is your soul fire fucking dying? Yes or no. Do you need someone else to help you tend that flame? If yes, thegathering.work. If no, fine. But do not let it be a matter of worthiness that stops you. Because that is asshole brain's primo, most effective move. You should be something different. You'll do this when. You'll be worthy of this when. You'll be ready to spend this money when. You'll be ready to give yourself this much time and energy when. You'll be ready to work on your soul when. And it's always somewhere in the fucking future. Have you noticed this? It's never now. Now is not the time to tend to your soul. Now is not the time to do your work. Now is not the time to focus on healing yourself, connecting with yourself, connecting with others. It's later, later, later. If you have children, I've watched this phenomena. It's when they're in kindergarten. It's when they get to kindergarten. It's when they go to junior high. It's when they go to high school. It's when they graduate from college. Women are precluded from having their own needs from the moment a child is born until that child graduates from college. And if they live in your basement, then not until they're out of the house. You are precluded from having needs, particularly the need for time and energy away from your fucking family. It's just not a fucking loud. 
So if some part of you wants to do a thing, but is worried that it will take time away from your family, of course it will. And men have never been confronted with this problem for the entirety of the existence of the patriarchy, which is at this point millennia. So instead of asking, will this take time away from my children? Because yeah, of course it will. Everything does. Maybe a better question is, will this feed my soul so that my children can see what it is like to have a mother who is alive work with them and and parent them and love them open? Are you worthy of spending time paying attention to your own soul? My God, yes. Just because you're breathing doesn't mean you're alive. And it is time for us to be alive in a way that Elon Musk cannot and will not understand. Ever. Just ever. Are you worthy of spending money on your deepest desires and on classes, on programs, on workshops, on retreats, on time away? Time to connect, time to be, time to not be fucking useful. Are you worthy? Yes. Just fucking yes. And if you want to argue me with me about that, tell me all the reasons that you're not worthy and I will show you where all of your shame lives. All of it. Are you worthy of spending time, money, and energy on accessing your soul, your intuition, your aliveness, your body, your desires, your connectedness to all of humanity, your talents, your gifts, your contributions? Are you worthy? What sort of animal What sort of evil would say, no, you're not worthy of those things? Except society itself says you're not worthy of those things. Because women need to just shut the fuck up and sit the fuck down and be the fuck quiet while men are in charge of everything until the end of time. That's the message. And fuck that noise. And women need to martyr themselves for their children. If not for their children, then for their partners. And if not for their partners, then for their community. When in fact, the people who are doing the biggest, most fucking delicious and gorgeous, wondrous work in the world, and I'm not fucking talking about the people making the most money. Often the people making the most money has nothing to do with wondrous. The people who are the most alive, the people who light up a fucking room, the people who you are deeply like, my God, what are they doing? What, are, what, is, what is that? They are tending to themselves. They are spending their time, money, and energy on themselves. They are doing the deep work required to not burn the fuck out in this insane economy. Because the harder you go into hustle, the more likely your chance of burnout. And burned out people are not fucking going to save the world at the soul level. You might keep a lot of systems running for a long time. But if your soul fire goes out in the process of pursuing burnout, or in the process of pursuing whatever it is you want you burn out, your soul fire has gone out. If your soul fire has gone out, you are simply less effective in the world. And again, if that's, if that's a source of shame, that's not, that's not what I'm saying. 
I am not trying to shame you. I am trying to awaken you to the worthiness within you. You want time off? Of course you fucking want time off. You're worthy of time off. You want to break from responsibility? Of course you want to break from responsibility. You want someone else to do childcare for your children? Of course you do. You want someone to help you to bring your, your vision to life? Of course you do. You want time to figure out what the fuck it is that you're feeling, what the fuck it is that you want, where the fuck it is that you are at this moment, what the fuck is going on? Yeah. You want a space to process the trauma that this entire last two years has been? Yeah, of course. Of course. Of course. We have never been just sort of beaten into more aloneness and more solitary states for the last couple of years, which leads us to, if there's something wrong, it must be my fault. When in fact, the fault is society is fucked because of pandemic, because where we would normally turn for comfort, there is now fear, hesitation, anxiety. Oh my God, do you have COVID? Whether it's subconscious or conscious, there's that. So we've had to retract. And how do we expand again? And it might be the, the, set, the size of the retraction is no cause for shame. But the invitation into expansion is an invitation for you to accept your worthiness to be on this planet, to take part in this society, to help change this culture, to help revolutionize your interiors so that we can see what it is, the world that you want to bring to life. You can't do that from a place of retracted shame. It's just not possible. If there's anything in this world that I wish I could take out of circulation, it would be shame. Because what I see, what I witness, ooh, this might make me cry. What I witness with women in my work very privately, when they are whispering in my ear, when we're on calls, is that things that we feel shame for are so small on the scale of what any very average white male would feel shame for. And the things that are bragging points for someone like Elon Musk, that Twitter could be, that his vision for Twitter is for it to be 100% free speech, what that really means is that hate speech will be okay and white supremacy will prevail. I think there should be shame in that. And for him, there's not. That's just more, more and more and more and more bragging. So the places where there should be shame... I see an absence of shame and the places where shame is just bullshit from asshole brain that's holding you back, harming you, hurting you, making you small, keeping you from expanding, keeping you from connecting, keeping you from feeling as if you belong in this world and to this planet. That's the shame that I want to stop. That's the shame that I want to give voice to. That's the shame that I want to share. That's why I'm doing this excruciating work of going away from my home to sit in a car somewhere to tell you the things that are the very fucking hardest to tell you. Because I will not be shamed for being human and I will not be shamed for having feelings that are completely and totally normal, reasonable, in fact, responsible responses to the world around us because there's a part of me that feels shame oh my god I retracted during pandemic and then there's the part of me that's like that's completely normal it was called lockdown for a reason 
if you had responded as if nothing was wrong, nothing changed, I don't know why we're stopping anything, why is everything closed, I don't give a fuck about my fellow humans, I'll just infect them if I happen to be infected, that would be reason for shame. True shame. I had a friend uh, whose neighbors tested positive for COVID and then went to a baseball game maskless before vaccines were a thing. That is a cause for shame, knowing that you have a disease that is infectious, that is harmful, that is wildly unknown by science, that causes more than 10% of people that have it to have long COVID, which is its own form of hell. And you just go spreading it as if that's not true. That's a source of shame. Having retracted as, as, a, as a response to pandemic, that is a normal response the question is, how do we get unfucked from that retraction? We begin to expand. We begin to feel into it. We begin to examine the effects of that retraction. And we do the work of coming back to life again. Now, I love that my business coach is like, mm, coming back to life is too, it's not, it's not, it's not specific enough. But I think you understand at some level that the parts of you that are that are retracted and that have been retracted for so long, it can be like a like a grip, like a muscle that's just gone numb and it's just stuck in retraction. So how do we open that hand? Because you can what you can't see, my hands are opening and closing. How do we open your hand? How do we allow you to move in the world again? How do we find intuition again? How do we find the places where you're numbing and stop numbing? How do we find the places where you're muting and stop muting? How do we find the places where you're martyring and stop nartering? First, we acknowledge that there's been a retraction, that those things are happening. Numbing, muting, martyring, those things are happening. And we release the shame around them. Because of course you did those things. Truly, of course you did those things. You were numbing because the world fucking fell down and we all got sold that the apocalypse would be a sudden one-time event and not the falling and failing of systems over the course of a number of years. And it's too fucking much. And you're numbing because you lost people without being able to attend their funerals. Or at least I did. You probably did too. Because there weren't any funerals. You lost engagements and the ability to connect with people in person. You might have lost some aspects of your work, particularly those aspects of your work that you love the very most. I did. And then you're muting because of course, <laughs> because as the world gets louder and louder and louder and louder and the internet is just like, it just seems like a noisy, everyone is screaming at everyone else. And if we're not screaming, then we're just committed to being useful. And if we're not committed to being useful, then we're like in QAnon conspiracy theories, like in the face of trying to argue with people who think that Tom Hanks is, I think, sucking the blood of children in Hillary Clinton's pizza shop somewhere in DC because they're secretly vampires in the face of arguing with someone who's deeply into QAnon why the fuck would you waste your breath of course you numbed yourself and you muted yourself right because how the fuck do you argue with QAnon I don't know 
And then you murdered yourself because A, every bit of social conditioning and part of being female is is just pushing you toward martyrdom. If you grew up Catholic, martyrdom is fucking celebrated. You become a saint if you're a martyr. Because you love your people and you want to take away their pain. And if you can just take away enough people's pain, i.e. martyr yourself, you will get some sort of reward in the future, but not right now, of some kind. And if you just use all of your energy to try and protect everyone around you that you love from pain, perhaps less pain will come to you. Of course you martyred yourself. But let's fucking stop those things. Because they're harmful. Numbing, muting, and martyring left unchecked will just take out your soul flame entirely. And then I can send you a thing and you'll be like, I don't know, I can't do that because because some part of you feels fucking unworthy to even acknowledge that those are things you need to unmute, unnumb, unmartyr. And why would you be worthy of those things? Because that's the socializing. Instead of, you're a fucking human and if your soul fire is not active and alive, why the fuck are you here? Because we've all seen people that are just automatons there is no light in their eyes there is no truth in their souls there is no purpose in their bellies and at points as humans we dip into and out of that sometimes the soul fire goes out and it comes back but i want to live in a world where everyone's soul fire is fucking lit Because when we are in touch with our souls, when we are attuned to our needs, our wants, our desires, when we use our time, our money, and our energy in ways that are beautiful for us, that do not perpetuate harm, then we make life beautiful for those around us because we have made worlds and systems and programs and places and nooks and crannies and spaces that are beautiful, that are building of trust that are connective in nature that look like ecosystems of just support and support and support and support and wonder and awe and magic and majesty and connectedness and aliveness and deep 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 support that's the world i want to live in i want to live in a world where amazon delivers everything instantly to our homes that we all stay in privately without ever meeting any other people in person. I don't want to live in the world of meta. I don't want all my interactions to happen exclusively on Zoom. And if they do, I want them to be nourishing. And I don't want shame to be the emotion that dominates the interior lives of women. Yeah. That's all true. That's all a true statement. (laughs) So, that's... (laughs) I'm always amazed by how long these are, too. Like, that's 41 minutes of everything I got. A little rant, a little rave, a little love, a little confession. 
may you find a space to acknowledge your shame, to say it out loud, and just, if it's helpful, imagine me just loving it, whatever it is. Okay, I see it, I acknowledge it, I love it. And then imagine you loving it. And where did that shame come from? Did it come from a system, from a human, from your past, from conditioning? It came from somewhere. Babies are not ashamed. (laughs) Babies are many things. Ashamed is not one of them. May you acknowledge without shame the places where you are numbing, muting, or martyring yourself. May you find yourself worthy of whatever it is that you need, desire, or come across that seems like an answer to prayer or to a long-held desire. May you refuse to martyr yourself for those you love. May you find other ways to express love. May you feel deeply connected to the world around you and to your purpose here on earth. May you experiment with not being useful. Because it just might help you be the most useful of all. (laughs) May you express what needs to be expressed. May you feel what needs to be felt. May you do what needs to be done. And may you do all of that deeply rooted in a sense of purpose and aliveness. And may your soul flame burn brighter than ever. Thank you so, so much for listening. And I'll talk to you soon. Now a note on this one before I post it, because I don't want to cause alarm of any kind. And I realized that I was like in the, I went to the the deep, dark, scared place. And uh, I'm normally not witnessed in fear on the podcast, uh, being afraid to talk to uh, bear about anything or, um, yeah. So a, thank you for witnessing my fear. B, you don't have to solve anything and C for my empaths out there. If you're not an empath, don't worry about it. You weren't trying to solve anything anyway. (laughs) And, um, we actually had the talk and like so many things that you put off forever and ever and ever and ever and ever and ever. Uh, it was not nearly as bad to actually do the thing as it was in my head. So there's probably a lesson in that for me. And uh, also, God damn it, lessons, man. I hate lessons. Ugh. <laughs> Gross. So uh, I appreciate the love, the support, the outreach, the texts, uh, the emails um, that I'm getting from the last podcast. I want to say thank you. And also... Um, It's actually really, truly stable right now. So I'm revealing something when it is not 100% despair in the hopes that uh, it will just continue to be stable. So thank you for listening. I wanted to give you that little, a little tiny bit before we end. And uh, again, you're invited. Thegathering.work. Let's make it so. It's going to be fucking magnificent. And you're invited to join. Thank you for listening. One more time, The Antidote is a series of monthly gatherings to help you come back to your body, your being, and your breath when it's most likely that you'll self-abandon. 
the antidote is the antidote to trying to do everything all alone, all by yourself, while you grow more stressed and you're generally freaking out and telling everyone you're fine while quietly or not so quietly scream sobbing in a private place between tasks. Let's not do that. Let's try something different. This is a really simple format, one gathering a month on the first Tuesday of the month until the 2024 election. So we're practicing the skills that we will need in November now. And we're getting really comfortable with body, breath, and being now. And that's available to you at jointheantidote.com. There's a free recording. You can sign up. You can get more details. Enjoy, enjoy, enjoy.